It's a new episode of the Energies Love Podcast. I just walked my, <laughs> I just watched uh, Stephanie walk back into the house. We were sitting out in the backyard to record this episode you're about to listen to. And I remembered in that exact moment, because we literally just finished, there was a ton of shit that I wanted to talk about that we totally spaced. But that's okay. We'll have to talk about it on another episode of the Energy is Love podcast. So if this is, I've been saying this lately, like if this is the first episode of the, if this is the first episode of the podcast that you've been listening to, like if this is episode number one for you, hello, I'm Craig, your host. Thank you very much for tuning in and you can subscribe and find us everywhere podcasts are available. It's super easy. I also would like to invite you and ask you to share the podcast and you can do that any number of ways. Here's the list. <laughs> no, just tell somebody about it. I don't care what it is. I don't care how you share it, whether you want to do it via all the various ways that we share things today. But it's as simple as telling somebody about this podcast that you listened to and that you liked and that you enjoyed, hopefully, so that they can too listen, so that they can tune in and enjoy and follow and subscribe and download and all the different things that you do with podcasts. But uh, we've been doing the podcast for over two years now, and I love it. I, I think in some way it's changed my life in probably more ways than I give it credit for, but it's a wonderful thing. And I want to thank all the listeners that have tuned in, everybody out there that's listening. Thank you very much. I have deep gratitude for simply you guys tuning in and listening. And I'm going to keep going with the podcast as long as I want to. I was going to say as long as I'm able to, but I could probably record podcasts for the next 60 years, but I don't know if I'm going to want to. I'm going to keep doing it as long as I want to, and hopefully you guys will keep enjoying and benefiting. So this episode is Coconut Coffee with Steph and Craig. These are some of my favorite episodes to do because it's just me and my wife chilling and talking and relaxing and bullshitting, and they're fun. And this one is fun, and we cover quite a bit of different we cover quite a few different topics and get into some different areas that we haven't talked about before. You get to learn more about both of us. Um, I talk about something in this episode that even Steph was surprised she didn't know about me. I won't ruin it. You get to find out what it is, but I didn't realize that she didn't know that when I talked about it. So it was kind of cool. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, it's coconut coffee with Steph and Craig. So you guys get to relax and enjoy and turn it up, push play, and here we go. You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. The energy is love. The energy is the love podcast. The energy is love podcast. Energy is love. The energy is love podcast. The podcast for the universe. The energy is love podcast. You're cute. I love you. Yeah. Damn dogs. I know, like I work. like dogs, but Jesus, I'm so sick of hearing them constantly. Well, what we're waiting for is ten silence, seconds of silence, and it'll come when she comes out and screams at him with her fly swatter. Yeah. My favorite is four in the morning. Somebody's dying now. All this is going to be part of the episode, too. This is? All of it. <laughs> this is entertaining. It's like straight entertainment right now. It's going to be a 
the neighbor's <clears throat> yappy dog episode. Just an entire hour of this. <laughs> us waiting for silence. And dogs murdering one another. Somebody's getting attacked. Angel doesn't really get irritated by him anymore, does she? She doesn't go for the fence like she used to. No, I haven't seen her do that in a long time. I wonder if she's getting deaf. Mm -hmm. And that's why she doesn't listen to us anymore. (laughs) She's uh, turning into a a boy dog. It's definitely a possibility. It is. She's so old. Because I was thinking about that today. Mm -hmm. Just now when you backed out of the garage, Mm -hmm. she was in there and... Like she watched and saw you and everything, but I don't think she was paying attention. And then when the van moved, she got spooked. Aww. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if, like, she can't hear as well anymore. Which would make perfect sense as to why, like, she does not fucking listen when we ask her to do things. So I bet you that's what it is. She's slipping a lot more, too. Not a steady on her feet. Yeah, I mean, her memory. She just doesn't remember. That's totally what I meant. (laughs) She's really slipping when we try to talk to her and, like, ask her what she had for breakfast yesterday. You know, we'll have people come over and visit. She doesn't remember their names. She's she's getting up there. She's our old girl. Like, this is it. We're into it now. Well, this is it? This is it. You're not going to do the silent thing? We're, we'd say, mm, yeah, see, as soon as we go quiet. Let's try. That's close enough. Airplanes. I usually do like 10 seconds, but I can get away with less, so. Mm. You can get away with more, too. I can so get away with that more. Out there. I don't think it really makes that big of a difference, no, no though. No pun intended. <laughs> I didn't get the pun. You'll hear it later. It's okay. Let's just move on. Get away with more. I don't, I don't get it. You're funny, though, babe. I... <laughs> just move on. No, I want to... Um, one of the things that I want to uh, talk about... I don't know what I want to talk about. And... Hold on to your seat. Yeah. Definitely hold on to something. <laughs> but um, I want to talk. We talk so much now. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking. Oh, my fuck. Yeah, so obviously we have to apologize for dogs in the background. Um, they're not our dogs. If they were yeah, our dogs, you our wouldn't dogs. hear them. And we have a dog. You can't hear her. <laughs> she can't hear you either. <laughs> um, at some point, they'll stop barking. And if not, that's okay. We'll just, uh, I'll just edit out the barks. Can you do that? No, there's no way to edit out all the barks. I don't know. You're pretty crafty. Uh, I believe you could do it. That would take so long to sit and listen and edit out all the barks. Will you move your phone over just a little bit? Oh, sorry. You don't have to pull it off the table. I don't need it. I don't (laughs) think. (laughs) Just throw it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we talk a lot. And... I know the way that I just said that. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, (laughs) we we talk, we got a lot of talk. We talk a lot, but we do talk a lot. And I think it's wonderful. And I kind of want to talk about that. Um, You want to talk about talking? I do. I want to talk about the talking that we talk. Our talk. Our talk. 
uh, do you remember? Give him something to talk about. You didn't go to church, did you? <laughs> I'm a strinner. Strinner? Sinner going Sinner. straight to hell. I just combined it. No, I've been to church. I just didn't like, go to church. Like but we, I've been to church. We used to have to give talks. Oh, yeah. I never did that. Yeah. And I remember being little and like having to give a talk. And then it was like, what was your talk going to be on? And coming up with some asinine topic of whatever you know, a six-year-old was going to get up and talk about. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. I don't remember what my talks were about, but I remember giving talks. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And they were, I mean, riveting. I, I can, I believe it. People were on the edge of their pews. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. The other thing, uh, like... Ooh, that... What? No, I just, I saw something and that just triggers a memory from a documentary, documentary, documentary I saw. We'll share the memory. Share the memory? Whatever. It's, it's heavy. That's okay. It's a heavy documentary. It was, it broke my heart. Like, are you, you want to go into that? Baby. It was talk. That's how podcasts All work. Right. It was, um. Hold on. We have to pause for the dogs getting raped. Oh. <laughs> What's going to be really funny is if the mules start. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's definitely times that it sounds like some... What is the... Beast... Not bestiality. Bestiality. No. Bestiality? Yeah, that's yeah. terrible, though. That's... I don't know what you're... Like, oh, husbandry. Animal husbandry? Maybe what? that's that's not the right word, either. I don't know what that is. Like, were you oh, marrying an animal? No, no, no. That's like a term in regards to, like... Yeah, I don't know. So I'm not even going to pretend. It's definitely not marrying an animal. We it's not look sex. at different things on YouTube. It's not sex I with don't animals know what you're in talking any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Are you sure? Because yeah. it kind of no, sounded it's like, like that's um, where you were going. Like if you care for animals, if you're a farmer, if you're like some sort of animal caretaker, um, like husbandry, we're going to Google. You're going to have to because I'm not sure where you're going. Don't forget your documentary though. I kind of weird now that's okay because <laughs> yeah. this topic isn't at all no. science of breeding and caring for farm animals fuck i it, nailed it is that what it's called that's exactly what it husbandry? is husbandry animal husbandry the science of breeding and caring for farm animals look at that i'm never calling you my husband again so like even when i don't know what i'm talking about i still know what i'm talking oh, about God, here we go <laughs> <laughs> um your documentary triggered thought Oh, um, <clears throat> just because you were talking about pews. church pews <laughs> and giving a talk as a child. And there was one, um, I'm terrible. I don't know his name. Lead singer. I'll try not to play drums on my legs while I'm thinking. Uh, the lead singer of Imagine Dragons. Move your mic down. How about I sit up? That's good. Okay. Um, lead singer of Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I think. I'm trying to remember what it was called. I think it was, it might have been called Imagine. I don't know. There's some HBO thing that he did. Um, and they were talking about, God, this is like, okay, I guess we're going into the church in there. Yeah, because he grew up Mormon too, right? The LGBT community, yeah. There was a little girl that, like, I don't know, tween, maybe she was 13, tween 10 and 13, I guess that got up and I guess was bearing her testimony doing her talk and was talking about how 
she realized she was a lesbian and she came out in church, this little child. And they turned off her mic and made her go sit down and like got her out of there. And then she was, ex- I believe she was excommunicated. Like, so, so just hearing, you know, making these kids go up there and talk, but only say what we we say is okay to say. It just, I don't know. It just gave me well, that. It made me so sad. can't talk about the hot button topics. You're only allowed. Excuse me. It was just, it broke my heart. I just wanted to, like, how dare you silence her? How, yeah. how dare you tell her there's anything wrong with her and that she doesn't deserve a voice? <laughs> so I'm a little sensitive about any church topics. Church talk. Any, <laughs> any. <laughs> That's probably not the best way to go out there. I'm pretty sure I'm still alienated a bunch of your listeners. Excommunicated sounds, I, I'm fairly certain you did not alienate any of the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Um, excommunicated sounds a lot like executed. It does. Like when you said that word, it sounds, when you, the way that you said it, you said it like slowly and I'm like, that sounds really, really, really bad. Like worse than what it is. Like worse than excommunication. Well, that's kind of what it feels like for them too, though. Probably. You know, that's what they believe and that's the only thing they know. And to be told that in their eyes with all that they believe that they're not worthy of heaven and God's love and whatever and do they don't like, even get a voice it just do you feel like you've ever been excommunicated from something <laughs> uh, yeah do you want to say what it is you don't uh, have to say what it is well I I don't um, there's a there's a little green bug right by my mouth on the mic I gotta I gotta blow it sorry there's a you're little gonna have to you can <laughs> Sorry, I've got to blow the little green bug. <laughs> I apologize, but this has to happen. <laughs> it's just too cute. <laughs> I'm going to flick it now. <laughs> it won't. I'm afraid it's going to go in my mouth. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Everything about that last 15 seconds was gold. Straight up gold. I'm going to recap. Uh, there's a little green bug right by my mouth. I have to blow it. <laughs> It's so cute. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm gonna flick it now. Okay. I can't talk anymore. I'm, I'm worried it's gonna check get in out. my mouth. Oh, check out. I'm done. <laughs> Tap out. <laughs> Podcast over. That was literally exactly uh, the last 15, 20 seconds. I can't help. Baby, you're like, funny. Yes, I am. Thank you. You should see me when I try to be funny. <clears throat> Just when I react I to bugs. <laughs> <laughs> you're mean. This I've seen a... you. Quite a bit when you try to be funny. <laughs> um, what? When are we the funniest? I was thinking about this. Like, uh, when am I not? You are hilarious. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't stop <clears throat> coughing. Um, it's hot. It's hot. Yeah, we're sitting outside in case you couldn't tell by the fucking neighbor's dog. Kids are going to be irritated when they come out because there's shedding that needs to take place. Can I, it's so hot. Yes, you can take whatever off on. you want to take off. This is some hot podcasting. I am sure. <laughs> Be nice. I'm trying to do it quiet. Quit watching me so intently. Quit me. <laughs> this is now, hands down, my favorite podcast. This is, it better be. This better not be a regular thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Craig Lemire took his bra off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm tingling myself in the headphone. You're good. You're oh. good. It's still free. My- but how am I going to get it off? I don't know. It's going to be fun. 
Okay. Round one. Future leaders will be gone soon. You feeling better now? I feel like a dork. Oh my goodness. Okay. You don't look like a dork. Thank you. Don't Part of me blush. really wants to take a picture. Yeah, let's not do that right now. Well, we should. You're not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> you're very, very tastefully dressed right now. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. That's a really cute shirt. Thank you. But um, what? You could go places like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to think of places that people would go like that. The I beach, guess we should describe maybe. it. Yeah, like it's a. The shirt that you have on, the, the top layer that you have on is a black lace designy see-through shirt designed to be worn as a top layer with an undershirt, which you just now took your undershirt off. It's hot. And so now you're in your top layer that's that designy black lace cool overshirt and your bra. And I like everything about it. Thank you. Okay, my um, oh, there's the green bug back. He likes the show too. <laughs> he just got <laughs> shut up. <laughs> things just got way better for him. Uh, when are we the funniest? Or oh. when, like, you or me? Either one. Me always. Funny. You. Hmm. I'm just kidding. Do you think like how often do we take for granted how funny we are? Like in our relationship or in our life together. Like, do you think that you're married to a funny person? Depends on what you did five minutes prior. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I make I'm, you laugh all you the do. time, every That's day? That's one of the things I love so much about you is how much you make me. You've always made me laugh. That's a big thing. If you can get me to laugh, then... Then she'll take off her undershirt. Then I'll, then I'll get a dress. That's all you need to do. Just kidding. That's bad. You're making me... So... <laughs> yes, you've always made me laugh. You're very funny. I don't think you really appreciate my humor. Baby, you are funny. I am. But not everybody can be... Um, no, you are funny. Mm. <laughs> I was about to you say... You just edited it yeah. quick. You're like, no, 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 don't do it. Jimmy in your head says, bud. Jimmy. Jimmy hasn't been saying a lot lately. <laughs> are you being funny? <laughs> <laughs> no, like... Uh, what? <sighs> When I was thinking about what we were going to talk about, like I was thinking about what we were going to discuss and what we were going to uh, sit down and discuss, because I, I told you earlier this morning, I'm like, I don't like coming up with topics or ideas or I like it when we just talk about things. But at the same time, we have to have some sort of direction to some extent or um, something. And like part of me wants to talk at great length about the fucking depth of work that you and I have been undertaking like extensively and intensively it's and awesome. some more Ivlies, um over the past like two or three months because it's been massive and then part of me thought I don't I don't know if I really want to talk about that yeah and I don't know I, I part of me feels like it's a difficult thing to explain to people who aren't in it, right? And mm -hmm. since it's only you and I that are in it, it's kind of a difficult thing to explain. And then I thought, well, how do we, how do we encourage people or how do we advise people or how do we, um, like, how would we impart the, the wisdom and the skill set and the, and the, like, what would be our practice since I fucking sit around and preach all day long about the importance of practicing? Like, I'm the greatest coach. You just got to get out there and practice. Practice makes perfect. 
What what is uh the so you have coach and what mentors? Not mentors, and mentees. What would you call the person being coached? It's definitely not mentees. <laughs> um, but me. the person that's being coached. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know. You want to Google it? Husbandry. Husbandry. <laughs> I don't know. So the person that's being coached. Yeah. We'll just. Can call we call it, it that. a coachy? Coachy. <laughs> Coachy. Are you going to make that one? That sounds like a music festival. So we go, it sounds like goat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess like going through phases of, I guess both teacher and student, being a great teacher, but not always a great student to where you learn how to be a great student. In the context of what? Well, you just forgot, you just got done saying how great of a coach you were. Yes. But I was being silly because I always talk about practice. Yeah. So you're saying giving it into context. That... <laughs> Matt, if you cannot follow along, this conversation is not going to work. The next 15 minutes. Explain to me what you're talking about. Great at giving advice. Not always great at taking your own advice. Very, very much so. But I'm getting better at that. Yes. Me too. Getting better. Because, yeah, we do give great advice mm -hmm. in great direction and great... Um, I guess we don't need to elaborate on advice longer or further, but we do uh, to each other, to other people, um, even to our kids. I think about that often too, like how fucking spot on our advice is for our children and then how Just rarely, yeah, how rarely they listen to it. And then it's like, is our advice really that good for them or do we just think it is? Uh, both. Both. I think it's good advice if they choose to take it. But if they don't, then I guess it wasn't for them. But then they're idiots. That, so that was a hard one to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Did I believe that? But how would you sum up our practice? Um, do yours. Do mine? Yeah. Do my practice? Not like sum up your practice over the past two or three months. What have you been trying to routinely practice on a daily basis? Um, I guess I've been trying to get out of like my, I don't know, my, my monkey brain, I guess, not being so distracted with things and being willing to sit in the thoughts and like, instead of like when you have tunnel vision and you think you've explored every option, are you realizing that you may be stuck looking in one direction? So looking for um different ways to think that you haven't in ways that you haven't thought before which is hard because if you've only like had these thoughts on a certain thing then it's hard to like know where to find other thoughts because that's all you know how to think so just being open to new ideas new experiences and searching like no one there's there's more than just my understanding like, not that i thought that my way was the only way before but just like realizing i can i can feel a different way i can think a different way what are those? Doesn't mean that everything I hear is what it is. Just like being open to being more open to new ideas and thoughts and letting it, um, whether it resonates or not, letting it bounce around a little bit so it can spark a new way of your own thinking. What else? Because that's all good stuff. <laughs> okay, it's not what I'm looking for here. Um, <laughs> I'm taking more time for myself. And being You've done still that huge. Yeah. And what, what, what have been the benefits of that that you've felt? 
because that's obviously something that people are always like, oh, blah, blah, you got to, but like in your mind, uh, as I kick the table, what is, what's the benefits of taking more time for yourself? How have you seen it um, kind of manifest in our life? Um, or in your life? Well, holy cow, it's hot. Some of the things that I've noticed, if I'm <clears throat> understanding the question correctly, is... So you got to sit behind the mic. <sighs> Whether we got to adjust it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I still cannot. I'm just so anal. I know. (laughs) 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 Okay, moving on. Um, So, I am getting to know me, like, and not not through a label, not through who I am as a wife or who I am as a mom or what I did for previous employment or what I'm doing now or who I'm supposed to be. You know. I'm getting to know like who I am taking time for myself, doing things, finding out things that I like. And I I like spending time with myself, you know, I like hanging out with me and I need more of that. It's, um, I don't know. I think it's made me a more patient person and a more open person. Um, I feel like it's improved the relationship with you and I, with our kids. Um, <clears throat> like if I don't want to be in a situation, I'm kind of not. I'm still struggling with that. I'm still saying yes when I should say no with things. But for the most part, I think I'm doing pretty good at being like, that doesn't work. But instead of, you know, just shutting down and saying that doesn't work, so I'm not going to do anything. I am finding what does work. And I'm like stepping into things to see if it does work. I don't know. I'm, I just feel happier. I'm just happier. You're just <laughs> I don't know. happier. I'm just happier. I'm way happier. Yeah. Yeah. You are way happier. You feel way happier. Thank you. And you seem way happier. Here's the lighter. So I haven't kicked that habit. <laughs> yeah, I think about that one. Our fucking smoking. Like it's very rapidly approaching to be considered one of the last bad habits that we have yeah and it's one that neither one of us really work on it's one that neither one of us really discuss talk about i think about it periodically i do too a lot and then i quickly light another cigarette i think about it (laughs) and but yeah it's it's very rapidly approaching to be the one last bad habit we haven't had any soda in a year yeah I'm glad you're excited about that. You quit drinking pop and everything's daisies. It's so, um, like, why is that an accomplishment? I don't feel like that that's an accomplishment. Part of me wants to make it seem like it's an accomplishment. I do. But I don't, like, so we stopped drinking soda. Do you think we were addicted to soda? Well, I don't choose to minimize it. Because I'm really good at minimizing whatever accomplishment, making it like, yeah, I really liked my soda. I really liked it. I used it for the caffeine. I liked the taste. Like, I don't know. I always had it. So did you. So I think that was something that not only, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I was pretty addicted to pop. I always had it. I would get, you know, headaches without it. There's still stuff like coffee. Mm. <clears throat> that I'm not letting go of, but uh, it's still an accomplishment. It is an accomplishment. We so, should feel good, I guess. Yeah. I don't have to like... It's not Taj Mahal. 
worthy, but I still think it's an <laughs> it's accomplishment. It's not the Hall of Fame of accomplishments. Yeah, I'm so proud of it. I can be proud of it. Yeah. And it, like, I guess part of the reason why I don't think it's that big of a deal. I cannot stop not fucking with my mic. Um, I know it's getting hotter. Um, because I, I just don't think it wasn't that hard. Yeah. I, I don't feel like there was ever a part oh. that was really hard about quitting. So in order for it to be worthy of an accomplishment, it has to be difficult. Yes. That's dumb. Psychoanalyzing. <laughs> no, that's not the case. I just don't think that, I mean, it is a big deal, I suppose. We're definitely more healthy for not having, do you know what I mean? No longer consuming soda, not really carbonation of any kind. Yeah. Like, I don't remember the last carbonated, like, I don't even like, like those La Croix. La Croix. I didn't taste them. I don't think I've ever tasted one. Mm-hmm. I may have tasted one, but I don't think I have. Yeah. And, um, cause that's technically <clears throat> just like carbonated sparkling water. That's, I guess that's what sparkling water is, is carbonated <laughs> water. <laughs> um, but flavored, naturally flavored sparkling water. And, uh, joys of recording outside um I, I didn't try one of those i haven't had one of those yeah so it's carbonation as well not just like straight up soda yeah and um i don't know part of me wishes we had like a clearer picture of what the benefits are from not having all that sugar and corn syrup and all that crap but we like, drank oh diet we <laughs> drank right, coke zero <laughs> straight up corn syrup free why do you think you have to suffer for an accomplishment to be validated? Mm, that's a big question. I'd like to sum it up. Or I'd like to make that question even simpler. Why do you think you have to suffer? Because that really rang true to me. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I think I have to suffer? <sighs> I don't know. Because that part of that, like part of that statement, definitely like. gets me right it gets me to the point of like oh there's something in that statement that rings of truth where it's like why do I have to suffer so I don't know if that's just the self-worth thing of like thinking that you're not good enough and that um do you know what I mean persecuting yourself (laughs) your whole life and all those kind of things that's probably the majority of it but then there also feels like there's some other deep-seated, like, thing that, like, you know, any accomplishment, anything. Um, but, like Michelangelo. Like, undoubtedly, he fucking suffered to paint the Sistine Chapel. Do you know what he means? Um Steve Jobs. I don't know why I'm referencing people that I don't even know anything about. Um, creating Apple, the empire that Apple is today. Like at some point he suffered in the process of doing so, right? So it's like every great accomplishment in the span of human history has come through suffering in some way, shape, or form, or at least suffering was a stepping stone. So maybe there's that part of it too. And I think it's all bullshit. Like, obviously, you can have massive success or great accomplishment or or joy, right? Happiness, 
that feeling of being complete and whole and not have to suffer for that. Maybe it's the whole like, uh, how do we come into this world? Every single person on the planet today was birthed and the birthing process in some way, shape or form has a little bit of suffering involved. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. But maybe, maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's just the way that we look at it. Or maybe that's the way I look at it. Maybe, I mean, the birthing process is obviously such a natural, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And it is very much so. But how much of society doesn't view it that way, right? Where it's like the misery, the pain, the suffering, the, and we've done everything that we can to make that less and less and less. Instead of, I mean, how often, like how many people are giving birth naturally without any Oh, fuck, without a uh, epidural or some sort of pain. So I thought you were talking about how babies literally get tossed and squeezed and contracted out and their <clears throat> bones have to be soft and yeah. head, like, they, they literally get, you know, crushed on the way out. And mm-hmm. then have the, I thought, you, but you're talking about, like, the woman's? Just the event itself. Just everything. Yeah. Okay. The event itself is suffrage in some regards. So is it any less of a birth if it's one of those moms that just like, ah, everything's fine. Like it just didn't really hurt. And not that that happens, but if she has a so-called easy birth and I don't know. 48 hours of labor. The baby doesn't like, I don't know, like C-section maybe where it's just a, you know, they just kind of, they still get tugged. But if it's uh, super gentle for the baby as well, they don't have the squeezing thing. Is it is that any less alive or any less of a birth if it's not this, like you said, 48 hours? No. No, it's definitely not. I mean, I was just trying to think of uh, why that triggered me in a sense of like, why do you have to suffer? Like just that question, why do you have to suffer? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. What about when you hear success stories? Like the ones of that were just born into money and possibilities and they happen to create all these incredible things because they had a life of privilege in a sense and uh, didn't really have to overcome things as opposed to the ones that were knocked down, drug out, homeless, come from nothing. It's like their, their accomplishment means more. No. No, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I think it does. I hear the golden spoon stories and it's like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. Do something good with it. And then I hear the scraping the mud off, picking yourself up, limping your way through. And I'm like, good for you. So I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah. No, I don't think, I mean, I think society's guilty of that, right? Where we view people that, you know, are born with a silver spoon in their mouth that they don't really understand when suffering they don't understand troy not troil troil toil (laughs) uh like hard work and all these kind of different things um no but i think there is something about people thinking they have to suffer that there's some like human and maybe it's not maybe it's me maybe it's just me i don't think it's just you but i think all these examples are getting away from what it really is well what is it then the need to, like, um, kind of touch on a little bit more. I think it's about punishing. The need to suffer, feeling like 
go into the worth and need to punish yourself and you don't have a right to share your accomplishment that doesn't really have worth with others unless you can put a story of how strong you were, how hard you had to persevere for it. Yeah. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. That feels like a way heavier topic than I even want to try to unwrap. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I have the answer, but it's a good question. This is one thing that I've been doing, like my practice for the past few months. Let's hear it. Is holding on to those things that are um, challenging, mm-hmm. that are triggering, uh, looking at myself in a different light. Like it would be really easy to just use that one as the example of like, no, like that, I don't, I don't need to suffer in order to be happy or have worth like that's silly. And then just moving past it. But there's something about that statement that sticks with me. So now that's something that I will think about now for the next several days or weeks or months or whatever the case may be and see what comes of it. And I've been doing that a lot more where it's like, psychoanalyzing and self-evaluating and sitting in uh, emotion and processing verbally as well as like uh, just internally, mentally going over things and then realizing what um, what's difficult and what's challenging and then sitting with those things longer and seeing why, like trying to flesh them out more, not just as possibilities but as like okay, there's something there. What is it? And it may be, it may come from the, the, the specific thing. It may be suffering in some way, shape or form, or that may lead me to some other aspect that makes way more sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And the suffering was just the thing that opened up the door to find the thing behind the door. In the way I think. What's that? Get your brain thinking in a different direction. Yeah. Another information. Yeah. But that's one thing that I've been doing a lot lately is sitting with those ideas that I don't really want to sit with. And the vast majority of them have had to do with my, uh, like who I am. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Really evaluating who am I? Like, do you remember like the week long stint of me talking about like this core person that I had inside of me? You're like, yeah, like last week. Yeah. I remember last yeah, week. Like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, really mm-hmm. looking at who that person is, who I think that person is, who I feel that person is. And then all the ways that I'm not that person, all the ways that I haven't been that person, all the ways that my actions, my thoughts, my, my words, my fucking being just hasn't been some of those things. And then they're like, why, why? Like, if I feel like this is the core, if this is who I am, then why haven't I been that? And through that process has come copious amounts of clarity and understanding and peace right but so that's a little taste of what we've been doing <laughs> <laughs> and there's lots and lots more but i don't want to talk all about that <clears throat> okay um because I, I yeah no we're good we talk about that all the time we do talk about that all the time and it's I not that i don't slumping. i know you're fine i like to kick back these chairs are not own. comfortable they're not and there's flies everywhere Seed. This is going to be the fastest, shortest podcast ever. Done. Hope you enjoy. Um, but you remember me talking about how, like, this podcast needs to be funnier. Oh, 
Well, that's why you have me on it. <laughs> so let's quit talking about that. Let's everybody see how funny I am. Because <laughs> I was thinking, knock, knock. like, no, go ahead. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> um, I yeah, bounce, bounce. Yeah, I realized that I want to bring more bounce to the space of this podcast, where it's not always seeming to be conversations in regards to deep shit right it's not always conversations yeah. in regards <clears throat> to the perils of the universe and you know all of that stuff let's talk about you cooking bacon <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i have a burn from it oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like <laughs> legitimately okay before i sound like a legitimate burn a legi from bacon on my belly if only there was like did you guys hear that from cooking bacon, a burn on his stomach. Yeah. So, like, there's this very, very prominent rule about ways to not cook bacon. So, right there, where you're sitting. All right, are you going to tell me this is where I'm perfect now? That's to sit perfect. just like this? Okay. Because you get lost, and then you look over here to the left, and then you start talking back yeah, here. Yeah, he's deflecting from the fact the that he likes to cook bacon shirtless. And while, yes... It's Hot not, guy standing in the kitchen over a stove making bacon no shirt is something to look at. However, he keeps getting all these pops and swearing and bouncing and like getting in these. So that's funny. But you make it sound like I'm fully clothed and then suddenly no. it's bacon cooking time. So I take my shirt off to go cook bacon. It's not Sometimes. like, <laughs> it's not like well, uh, it's 12 o'clock. So you know what that means. That it's means, time for bacon. That means, And yes. then I got to strip down. I, I spend the majority of the days without a shirt on simply because it's 90, 100 degrees mm -hmm. and it's miserably Especially hot. Especially when it's time to cook bacon. That yes. shirt comes off. Shut up. I cook <laughs> I cook all the food. Now we're... <laughs> I cook all the food shirtless. All the food shirtless. Barbecue shirtless. Eggs, bacon. <laughs> I cook... Oh, I didn't cook the spaghetti. I was going to say I cooked the spaghetti. I, I put a shirt on for the spaghetti because we had company over last night. Damn, people getting in the way of our nudity. <laughs> but yeah, the bacon popping was funny until the, the time that it got me in the eye. I felt bad. I didn't even laugh. It was terrible. And it was one of those moments where it was like slow motion, where like you hear the pop and then you watch the droplets of oh. bacon flying towards your face. And it happens in such a way where you can see it going right towards your eye. And the only thing you have time to do is to shut your eye. Oh, did you shut your eye? I did, but I, I know, but it, like if we were to like, I wish it could be filmed in slow motion. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have the chance. Where it was like, shut up. <laughs> the droplet that, so like a little bit of bacon grease got in my eye. Mm -hmm. Like a little bit, my eyelid closed as half the drop was in the eye. That sucks. Yeah. And we're talking like hot bacon. Yeah, not. it wasn't that we. It wasn't the cold pressed bacon that we were cooking. <laughs> it was hot bacon grease in the eye. I know. I wanted to help you, and you get so damn ornery. I wanted to get you like a washcloth. I was concerned, and you're like, <clears throat> "What is there to do in that moment? A wet washcloth on my bacon eye is not going to do anything." Really, a cold, wet rag on your eye that just had hot bacon grease is not going to be of assistance. No. Okay. No, and I and I do have a second degree burn on my stomach from bacon grease. <laughs> So we have clothes in our house. We do. We're we're fortunate that way. And there's also these like aprons too. It's okay. It's cute. I if, like watching you cook without your shirt on. <laughs> I just <laughs> that should be the cooking show. 
that'll be my cooking show. I'm sure they have those. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they do. You know? Have you ever seen a cooking show? Like a legitimate. I think it's on the Playboy channel. No, like like a straight up, like this is a cooking show, right? Like on PBS or on the Food Network or whatever. A straight up cooking show. It's called Naked and Afraid. That's not legitimate <laughs> cooking show. <laughs> Where the person was just cooking without a shirt on. Granted, it would have to be a man. Why? I can cook bacon without a shirt on. Because we live in America. But I think that should be my shtick. I can't take a drink, though. Where I do my cooking show and don't ever comment on the fact that I'm cooking shirtless. But today is chicken enchiladas. Uh, Tomorrow's biscuits and gravy. And the whole thing is just... About the guy dancing in his underwear making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's not... You're thinking of like stupid ass fucking YouTube movies clips. He was make he was cooking. What? <laughs> and I'm talking dancing. A legitimate. He was legitimately making a, le- a sandwich. Legitimate Food Network television it show was on. I think that like tasty yum whatever that goes around Facebook. I think I'm on to something. Oh God. Okay. Uh, don't you, you can, think? Yeah, I'm gonna have. You sound very I'm excited. You just a, said it was very exciting watching me cook bacon with well, my shirt it off. It is, but. I'm thinking that vast majority of America is not going to enjoy that. Oh, I happen to disagree completely. It would be a comedy in some ways. Like, that would be really Especially funny. Especially when you're cooking bacon and hopping around and... Yeah, with all that. And then everybody... But I would never, like, comment on it. I would never say, like, oh, this is why you don't cook bacon with your shirt off. Or this is, you know, it would just be like this fucking idiot is legitimately hosting a cooking show with his shirt off. And now he has second-degree burns on his stomach from bacon grease. Well, maybe you don't cook bacon all the time on your cooking oh, show. Baby. It's going to be... It's going to be... The name of the show is going to be... Cooking bacon, 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 cooking bacon with your shirt off. Is that the part of the show that you're not drawing attention to? But that's the name of the show, and then every meal has bacon incorporated in, in some way, shape, or form. Because <laughs> you know we can. You just name it, and it's better with bacon. Um, cereal. Bacon cereal. Yeah. Think about it. I I had a bite but of a bacon donut a, once, oh, and it was yes. no. I spit it out. I love bacon. And I don't, like, I enjoy the donuts. Have I ever put bacon on something that you're like, ooh, this would be way better if it didn't have the bacon on it? You haven't put bacon on a lot of... Think about how many things I've incorporated bacon into. Okay. Hamburgers. Poppers. Hold on. Mm. You're going to give away all my secrets. Okay, never mind. Poppers, those are somewhat unique. Those are somewhat unique, Bacon-wrapped jalapeno poppers. And they're not, You like, you can go to places and get them. Like, we fell in love with them at a certain restaurant, and they were so good. They don't have, they don't hold a candle to yours. Yours are pretty fantastic. Now all I want is that. I guess I don't put bacon on anything. You don't put bacon on words. I put bacon on more word stuff than you do. I cooked pancakes with bacon in it. I've done that. Have you? Yeah. Crumble it up and put it in the pancake. I made strips. It was like little cactuses. Little cactuses. Or cacti. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Bacon cacti. What would you say is the funniest story? Like if you had to think of the funniest story of me, if you're going to tell somebody a funny story of me, what would it be? Well, I just had a sweet one come into my mind, but that's not it. Oh, oh sweetheart. So many of the funny stories are I'm laughing at you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, my physical comedy is strong. <laughs> um, like I've got you coming back with half your body wet because you fell in the river with the dog. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Coming back with a pickle. Um, that was a funny one. Yeah, I just almost you're you're funny in nature. It's you're, you're not so much the telling of the jokes. You're funny. You know, you're so funny. You put me on the spot. I can't think of a funny thing. Think of, okay, give me a funny thing. Um, Tell me the funniest you think you were. Oh, I don't have one. See? Yeah, I'm just funny 24 7. Um, you don't have to think of one. It is well, hard when you get put on the yeah, spot. Yeah, you do. Like, I don't, I want to come up with one where you talk into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> See right there, he thinks he's funny. You're, you're. I this love is, you too. Because you're yeah, looking, yeah. so you're thinking, and when you think, you go to the bottom left, especially during this episode. So your head and your eyes—that's your right. I no, I was trying to think. Why don't I turn that way, and why does it not feel natural? Yeah, you go to your left, so you look down, and then you sit there and you're talking as you're looking down to your bottom left. So straight ahead all the time. Unless we had better mics. If you want to buy better mics for the podcast, that would be awesome. And then you guys can guess where I'll put the old mics. It'll be a <laughs> funny story. <laughs> oh, babe. I feel bad. There's so many. I talk about you so much and you put me on the spot like that. And I don't want to tell one where I just laugh at you. That's what the majority of them are. Well... I don't have like a... Uh... Your your song lyrics are one of my favorite. When you rock out to songs and you're singing along and you know all the words and you don't know all the words. I do. You, you, you are funny. You're, you're the worst. Cute. I'm the worst? Yeah, what was your... Um, I have one song that throwing I... Throwing a baby. Throwing a baby. <laughs> I, have, I have one song lyric that I have sang incorrect my it's entire the, uh, life. It's the Ferris Bueller... Yes. Um... It's not... Um, oh, damn it. Is it Twist and Shout? I think it is, is Twist and Shout. Is that what it's called? Twist and Shout, the Beatles one? Yeah. The Shake It Up yeah. Baby. Yeah. Shaking Up Baby. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. The precursor know. to Baby Shaking Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't hear it. I went to send him a text with the song lyrics because I, uh, I speak in song lyrics, which apparently Craig hardly ever understands because he doesn't really know <laughs> the lyrics. <laughs> But I did a lot of things and I typed shaking a baby now and I was like, oh, that, that's not right. That's the wrong with that. Nobody's going to sing about that. What the hell are the lyrics? And then Googled it. It's like, oh my goodness. So there's, there's my one. Just your one time of being funny. Oh, Oh, Casey right there. He's so funny. (laughs) You are funny. You're witty. You are super witty. You're quick. It's like, I, I'm witty. I have my snappy comebacks that are pretty damn good. And then I am also very much that person that thinks of that perfect comeback like five minutes later. That person's not around or I just throw it out there out of nowhere like, ha ha, it's so funny. And it's not. Pull a George Costanza. (laughs) But you are, um, you're pretty fast with your wit. And I don't know, you sneak it in there too. So you're like, blah, blah, blah. You carry on. And then it's like, hey. You shit. <laughs> and then you're just laughing. So you're you're super witty. Yeah. What's been your favorite thing that we've done lately? By the way, those are our neighbor's children. 
I was going to say we made people. (laughs) Yeah, we switched dogs for kids. Well, I, uh, favorite thing that we've done lately. It's not that I'm struggling to come up with our favorite thing. I'm just struggling to come up with something other than my favorite thing that we've done lately. My next favorite thing. Why don't you want to say what your favorite thing is? Is it? Is it? Yes, is it, it is. Sexy? <laughs> it's sexy. That was I. I enjoy our. I put the parental advisory notice on all of these episodes. So. Yeah, but. I I love that you think that our children listen to this podcast. Well, I don't think they do now, but they're going to be like, oh my God, that's why they were in the garage. What were they doing? They weren't cleaning the van. They were in the van. (laughs) (laughs) His mom's handprint's always on the van. Oh, But nobody can see the van rocking when it's in the garage. (laughs) Asher was coming out with the key. We barely made it. When I opened the door, he had the key. (laughs) That's like the perfect example. (laughs) Like people right now, if you're listening and you don't have children... And one day you're planning on having children, you will have to come up with very creative, unique ways to have sex or not. I like creativity personally. You definitely don't have to have sex. And then you'll have like a beautiful marriage full of no sex. So good luck with that. That that works for some people. That's not us. I don't think that works for anybody. Well, it does. There's people that are asexual that that works for. Mm. You are not asexual, so you don't have to understand it. But there are people that that works for. Okay. I'll just agree with you. Um, But you have to get very creative at times. And you and I have gotten very creative. Yes, we have. Is that your favorite thing that we've done lately? Having sex in the garage? I really enjoy our sex, okay? (laughs) I really enjoy it. So thanks for having the same appreciation for it. Guess what? He's not getting. Hello. Welcome to the asexual Craig. (laughs) Apparently he doesn't appreciate it. So... uh, I appreciate my it. My next is going to be, uh, well, my favorite thing has been all my self-gratification because that's <laughs> how going by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey. Can't come into the garage yet. I'm not finished. I got the green bug in here. <laughs> ew, ew. See, there's the wet. Jiminy Cricket. You're all bad. <laughs> Um, that's no, it is something that's very wonderful. Uh, but it's just not what I was thinking. I was thinking of like, we, we've had some fun things that we've done lately and now I can't think of any of them, but that's why I asked the question. I like We're our all, campfires. I like, uh, yeah. it's been, we've been enjoying we've the, had a lot of time together. We have had a lot of time together and that's something that's significantly different. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that, you know, oh, fucking neighbors. And they're kids and they're sweet little children that are very sweet and well-behaved, making noise. Um, I think about our life today and how different it is than it has ever been, both in the time span that you and I have been together, but also as individuals, right? Like mm-hmm. neither one of us have ever really lived a life like the life that we're living today. True. Very true. And um, I think that's incredibly amazing and wonderful and I'm incredibly grateful for it. And then I can remember very, very clearly, like if you'd have come to us, yeah. He might be stuck in the tree again. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Poor kid dangling by his arms. Um, like if you'd have come to us three years ago and said, hey, one day you guys are going to have this type of life where you get to spend, oh, 
This is very annoying. I apologize. I don't know why I'm apologizing. Oh, why are you apologizing? Because, like, if I, I guess if I was listening to this, I don't think that would necessarily bother me, so I don't need to apologize. Um, where was I? Oh, if we come I'm to just, ourselves three years ago yeah. and we say, one day soon, you guys are going to have the life where you get to kind of do whatever you want to do and take naps every day. And <laughs> <laughs> like We're like 500 pounds over here <laughs> just eating our tacos and bacon donuts napping away. <laughs> no. um, but we get to really kind of do what we want to do and live the life that we want to live and work when we want to work. Because that's the truth, right? Yeah. Like both of us have jobs now, even though I don't know. Like they are jobs, but they don't feel like jobs. Yeah. But we both have jobs that we kind of get to do when we want to do them. And the rest of the time we get to do what we want to do. Yeah. And we're in our mid-30s, mid to late 30s. Mid to late 30s, yeah. And we're living, like sometimes I think about um, all these people that talk about when they're going to retire and hopefully I get to retire. Like my mom's a good example, right? Mm -hmm. Like she's like hoping and crossing her fingers that she gets to retire in like three years. And I'm like, holy shit, how fucking miserable would that be to be however old my mom is 60 something and be in that space of like someday soon coming up, I'm going to be able to retire and start living the life that I want to be living. Right. And now you and I are at a place where I feel like we are retired in the mindset in some way, shape or form, because we kind of get to do what we want to do. Like, for example, we're going to the flow conference next week and like, we just get to go do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. It's work related. And <clears> yes, <throat> you know, it's not like this fun vacation in a sense, even though it is a fun experience, but we, we just get to go do that. And you have the type of job where you can just go do that and um like we're gonna do the thing in october where we uh brain went blank road trip road trip yeah <clears throat> like i'm going to california in october in the first weekend in october and i'm gonna be there over the weekend and then you're gonna fly out on a monday and then we're just gonna get in the van and drive around california recording podcasts with people that we want to report, 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 record podcasts with. And, uh, that's wonderful. Like that's yeah. amazing. And that's unique. It's okay though, because we, we suffered immensely. So <laughs> it's okay that we, <laughs> we did suffer immensely. We really did, but, but I'm it's okay. It made us strong. I had a point to the, what I was saying, like, <laughs> I, I think it's so hard for people in the thick of shit to see that. Yeah. Right. To see that that's a possibility, to see that life could actually be that instead of like, no, we don't get to do that until, you know, we've worked for 20 years or I'll get to live life like that once this is done and this is accomplished. Yeah. And I'll be happy when. Yeah. And we're not, we're not living life like that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And think about how much of it wasn't necessarily conscious choice where we definitely crossed a threshold where we started really consciously choosing, right? But so much of it was happenstance. So much of it was that beautiful fucking universe that we love and manipulating and changing and shifting and, right? Yeah. Because I feel like that's partially the truth where... It is. But we, we also took advantage of those, not advantage as in you know, manipulation, but like we stepped into it, we stepped into it. Those opportunities presented themselves and we recognized them and like, it was a choice because we decided to take that risk. 
to step into it, do the unthinkable. So how did we recognize those opportunities? You know, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm damn grateful that we did. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, I don't have to have that answer, but Because I'm you. trying to think, because everybody has those opportunities all the yeah. time. How many times do we not listen to them? Do we have them? Mm-hmm. We just decided to start listening. We did that a lot <clears throat> when we didn't listen to those opportunities and continue to trudge on in the space of <laughs> what we thought we were supposed to be doing. Well, that's the path that we were shown. Like, this is what you do. This is how it's. This is what you're supposed to do. So it's a lot of the things that you get into that, like who I was talking about earlier, where you have like that train of thinking, you, you know, think within train of thought, train of, I can say train of thinking. <laughs> it's a different, it's a different way. You try it on for size, mister. It's a different way. <laughs> um, we just, okay. That's why I look to the left is because I keep trying to get out of the way of the mic. And if I go to the right, then it's a big bar in my face. So Why if are I you go trying to, left, to get out of the way of the mic? So when I'm thinking or I'm not sitting here, what's, what am I going to say? Just go head up. Head up? Head up. Straight up, straight down. Straight up, straight down. Because hmm. that looks totally normal. Yeah, there's, I am going to challenge your control issues. You can put your head wherever you want. Just remember that when you actually have words coming out of your mouth, that it comes back in front of the mic. Seriously, (laughs) dude. That's a really good example of me just pissing you off for fun of it. Like totally knowing exactly what to say in the moment to push your button. You're very good. You only have one button. I'm not pushing your buttons because you don't get mad that often, baby. You don't have a slew of buttons that trigger you. You just have one. You're so <laughs> shit. I'm not this big. You're an <laughs> so there's something else that I want to talk about on the podcast. No sex, Craig. No sex, Craig. Solo garaging stuff. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute to get what you said. <laughs> um, uh, I want to talk about um, Hannah Gatsby. I want to talk about oh the special God. that we watched. Okay. Yeah. And I don't even know where to begin. Uh, go watch it because I'm still what, processing it. My my take is push play or push pause. Go watch that special and turn then, off the podcast and then go watch it. Yeah, and come back to the podcast after after you've taken a minute to process that incredible thing that she did. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty incredible and pretty powerful. Do you think? Because I've been processing it since we mm-hmm. watched it, and granted, that was only like a few days ago. Yeah. And um, so I've been thinking a lot about um, my takeaway from it. I've been thinking a lot about uh, good and bad things, not necessarily about the special. I don't think that the special itself, It's first off, it's a comedy special on Netflix. And if you haven't heard Kind of. of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's- Yes, it is, but- It's in the comedy so section on Netflix. It's, well, yeah. you know, it's a comedy special on Netflix and she's a stand-up comedian. She is. Um, but it's not your unique or it's not your run of the mill comedy special. And cause I talked to you about this too. Like, obviously I listen to a lot of different podcasts and a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are either hosted by comedians or they have comedians on and things like that. And it's not getting the greatest, um, feedback. It's not. No. Uh, just in the context, I think of like the, um, up world simply because of, 
Did they pay attention uh, to it? No, but you have to think about where people are, you know, that's, that's what I've been thinking about. It's like, we watched that <laughs> special at a time in our life where we could really connect with parts of it, right? Yeah. And there's going to be other people that don't connect with the parts that we connected with. And it makes perfect fucking sense that the stand-up people, the people that perform stand-up, we call them stand-up people. <laughs> um, and it's not that they're like standing, you know, like outstanding Are people you in society. What's like stand-up stand people. No, they're they they're stand-up comedians. So <laughs> I, I think they got that. Shut up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a leap of faith there and say, <laughs> oh. people are following what I'm saying. Do you hear the words that are coming no. out of my mouth? I totally thought he was talking about outstanding citizens of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you clarified. Yeah, Mother Teresa watched Hannah Gatsby's special and didn't really appreciate it because she's a stand-up person. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, you're cute. I think the issue that they're having is that a lot of, like, I've heard a lot of feedback. Um, <laughs> I've heard a lot of feedback. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people talking about how it wasn't really stand up and it's not considered stand up and like, uh, like it shouldn't be marketed as stand up. And it's also been interpreted as far as like her saying that stand up is fucked up in today's world and it needs to like change and that it's gone and like that stand up is dead. And she wasn't saying that. I know, right? Because that's what we she heard. She was talking about her own experience and I how know. she's not going to degrade herself just for humor because she does that enough and was getting a message across. She wasn't saying stand-up. So she was saying her Porsche, she wasn't going to do that anymore. I know. But... <gasps> I, I really loved it. I know. But that's what we heard. I... So you have to take into consideration what other people heard. But then I think too, I mean, you don't have to take into consideration what other people heard because I don't fucking care what other people hear. But then I think like, okay, what did I hear? And I heard a lot. Like there was a lot in there that I heard. Yeah, me too. That was difficult to hear. It made me think, um, it made me, th lately, as of lately, I've been doing this with, in my head, and this is something that you and I haven't really talked about, because we've been talking about a lot of shit, but uh, I've been thinking more and more and more how I have um, moved through life, my entire life, like from the time of a boy, right? And thinking about the ways that I, treated women in the ways that I viewed women in the ways that I thought about women, the ways that I talked about women and not just women, but, um, everybody that's different. Cause that's one thing that she talks about where it's <clears throat> like, you know, tolerance for different people, like how she comments on how she doesn't fit. Right. She's a woman, but she doesn't even fit in the box that we label women and she's just different. And there's no, place for people in today's world and in today's society that are different. And then I think, okay, how have I been treating different people? And um, I've been thinking about that lately too, outside of the context of the special that we watched, simply because of like the way that I joke and tease with the kids about like retarded people. And like, there's that one commercial that comes on TV every now and then that I joke with Stevie about, cause it's got this downsy kid that's trying to get you to buy blankets for some Downsy Hospital somewhere. Oh, and um, obviously I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know why we have to... I'm I'm a stand-up person. <laughs> <laughs> but I think about that, right? How have I treated people that are different? Can and I just do a disclaimer real quick? Yeah. You, well, yeah, still, there's 
aspects that's not okay with that, but there's aspects that are. You do that. Um, sorry, back by the mic. You do that teasing her daughter, getting a reaction from her. You like to, you know, I don't know if you guys have noticed, he likes to push the button. So you do that as, but just the disclaimer, you don't like walk up to people that may fit the description of what you've just given and treat them poorly. You don't treat them special either. You treat them as a person. You acknowledge them and that is it. So yes, you are a shit when it comes to that and you like to get a reaction out of our kids because they are so reactionary about it. But that is not how you move through life. And I think it's important that that gets out there because you kind of sound like an ass right now. So, I but agree. You yeah, like I do not treat people to their face like that. Yeah, I'm not an usually. ass. Right. Um, you can be. I can be. And but I you're ha- not a jerky person. But I have been. Yeah, you have. Do you know what I mean? And so that's what I get thinking about. It's like, not only have I been, and granted, you know, wisdom and time and learning from your mistakes and all those kind of things, but um, I think about like the overwhelming things that are in my head. Like, I'm not just talking about because I'm not a jerky person. I see everybody as equal, right? I see everybody as... That might be a little far. As people, right? I see, like, I don't... I tend to think that I don't judge people, but yet I do. Everybody judges people to some extent. And so it's just really made me analyze deeper what I think, how I think in regards to all of these different things, right? Like, how would I have treated Hannah Gatsby had I grown up with her? Now, granted, who knows, who has any idea because of the context of where you grew up and the society and the time frame and all those kind of different things. But mm-hmm. I think about, for, this is a wonderful fucking example, babe. Uh, growing up in middle school, so I was our boy's age, like 12 years old, 13 years old. And um, I bullied the shit out of kids. Really? Yeah. Not like, uh, I wasn't like the kid that was walking down the hall, not like your stereotypical bully everybody, but we had a couple of kids growing up who were picked on by everybody. And I picked on that kid too, along with everybody else. And yes, there's a way to analyze it and look at it. Like I was just going along with the crowd and fitting in with the bigger, you know, herd of people, but we definitely would single out kids and pick on them. And I did that. And there wasn't anything wrong with those kids. They were just different. One of them was a fat, chubby kid. And it made me feel less like a fat, chubby kid because people were picking on him. So they weren't focused on me being fat and chubby. One of them was this kid. Fuck, his his name was Tony something. He was one of those kids, new kid in school. Right. And that's always a hard thing, I'm sure. I've never been the new kid at a school. Yeah. Even if you can remember his last name, don't say it. Oh, I think I can remember his last name. Yeah, don't throw it out there. Why? He's not listening. He may be. Well, if he is, I sure hope he understands that I was a child. And I'm sure he does at this point, hopefully. And I sure hope he listens to the podcast more and realizes that I'm a good person and that I regret singling him out and picking on him. Yeah. But there was nothing wrong with that kid. Not to say that there was something wrong with the fat chubby kid, but that kid was just a regular kid. He was just new, right? And so we picked on him. There was another kid who was most definitely gay, but he hadn't come out or 
that wasn't even a fucking thing in the 80s, right? So you didn't even realize it. He was just a gay kid. And, like, I beat him up. Like, I tried to fight him once. And, like, remember, like, hitting him in, in the back and stuff like that. Like, that's terrible, right? You're that's, physically mean? Yeah. Well, of course I was. Dare do you, I, like... I, what do you mean, of course you were? Like, I'm, su- I'm surprised. I'm not sitting over here on a high horse. Like, I definitely had issues where I was bullied. And if I saw the attention going to somebody else and it wouldn't be on me, yeah, I was a shit. I was so happy to not have that negative attention on me and the only thing I wanted to fit in. I jumped in on that. I'm just, I didn't, I didn't know that. And I, I never saw you me. as somebody, like somebody, I just, I just never saw you as doing something like that. Well, it wasn't like I ran by and hit him. Like we were trying to fight, like we were in a fight. I was trying to get him to fight me. And undoubtedly, I don't remember the circumstances or the reasons why or anything like that. I just remember him very much not wanting to fight me and me wanting to fight him. Wow. And I mean, the only reason, I shouldn't say the only reason that happened, but like that kid was gay. So he was different. That's the the thing I'm talking about. Like different. Yeah. Yeah. People are different and they don't fit into society. Uh, and way back to what we were talking about, like that was one of the big things that she addressed in her special was like, that's bullshit. Like that's really asinine and silly. And I agree that that needs to change, that we need to, um, accept everybody, even the people that don't fit into all these different boxes that we have, uh, labeled and set up in society as okay boxes. So it makes me think about myself in the ways that I was. And obviously there's nothing I can do about something that was 25 years ago, but I can definitely be conscious and more aware of how I handle myself now, even though I feel like I do, I'm not walking around beating up gay people or fat chubby kids. (laughs) Obviously, I was very surprised. That would be hilarious. Husband or like, I can't use that term anymore, partner of mine. I'm totally going to hang out. And wait for fat chubby kids to come walking by. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up like, at the visual of it. Where like I'm just walking down the sidewalk, pacing back and forth for school to get let out. And then the fat chubby kid comes out. <laughs> that's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, I won't be doing that. Um, but yeah, I can do better. I can do better. I can do more. And it's not even that I have, because that's the thing is I don't have any actions today, right? Where I, I don't think that I'm, um, uh, I don't feel that I'm racist. I don't feel that I'm judgmental. I feel that I'm accepting of people, all these different things. But it's like, okay, really look at that. Because you may think that, but then how are other people perceiving that? And how are other yeah. people, do you know what I mean? How am I moving through life in a way that may feel um, like I am those things? So I'm being more conscious and aware of that. And one of the other things, like I loved her awareness and recognition of stopping the way that she was doing comedy in regards to self-deprecation yes, and how powerful that is to, you know, continually tell yourself these things over and over and over again, even if it's in the context of a stand-up bit. Um, but how often I think everybody's guilty of that in one way, shape or form. And it's not something that we need to feel guilt over that we're guilty of, but I think it's something that we need to be aware of. And that is something that you and I have both been working on over the past several, several months of yeah. our internal dialogue and how we talk to ourselves about ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
And so I really liked that she was bringing attention to that as well. Yes, she was very moving. And I definitely don't think you're perfect. And I can see a lot of ways of where, like in a sense, just to put out there, like I'm, I'm not just sitting over here like, you're the greatest ever and you don't do anything. Like You're straight up mean with things. Like yeah. There are some things. But... Um, like how you go through life now and how you are and the person I know, like that speaks highly of the fact that I was like so surprised that that's how you were in middle school. Like, that, that was a boy. That com- caught me completely off guard. Like, I, I did not know that. <clears throat> I didn't guess that. I didn't, you know, the way that you behave didn't put that, um, like I've never looked at you and thought, I bet you were one of those jerks that went around punching people trying to get them to fight. You know, I just, that <laughs> yeah. was... I didn't do it a lot. Well, I, I just think that that's, like, if that's any kind of, you know, yes, look at yourself and how you're going through life because we all should, you know, evaluate ourselves and the person that we want to be, not as a tool to beat ourselves up, but, like, like live to the standard that you want to live at, you know? So I think that's important, but... but that's not the person I see you as. That's not like that's a big surprise, and that's not because I'm not a non-judge. I I'm guilty of judging people too, just like everybody else. So I see your faults. I see things that I think are that are challenging, but like that just completely surprised me. That took me by surprise. Hence the completely surprised. Yeah. So I don't know if that's any on how I think you walk through life that that was like, what are we talking about you? That's the same person. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. You, it didn't happen you did a lot. That? And I mean, you don't need to like, I was God bully. Are you going to tell me how I'm supposed to talk? <laughs> <laughs> you're just lucky. You're not a chubby little fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. What did I laugh? You're so mean. <laughs> um, the only reason I think I can make fun of fat people is because I feel fat or at points in my life I have felt fat. So I feel like it, same thing. Like I can, even though like, I mean, cause we, I think people do that right. Where like, it's okay to make racist jokes if you're of that race, but if you're not, then like you can't, or I mean, any, any number of things. Um, what was I thinking? Fuck. I don't remember what I was thinking. Yeah, that was a time in my life. Yeah. And it's a very impressionable time in my life, right? Yes. 12, 13, school 11, 11 through 14, right? Everybody like, screws up yeah, at that every, phase. Like Nobody walks terrible. through that without. Everybody's trying to survive and figure out their head from their ass and their hormones and, oh my God, yeah, the chaos that ensues during that time period inside of your brain alone, the neural pathways that are being created and the chemicals that are being dumped into your body that have never been dumped into your body before. Yeah. And it's a nightmare. So I did relatively well, right? I only picked on a couple of people. Um, <laughs> but it's terrible, right? I mean, that sucks. Yeah. And what were some of your takeaways from watching the special? Some of my takeaways. Um, like things know. that are still stewing. For you. Uh, 
so much of it is um she hit me with the fact that um when you live a certain way and so that goes to you know how you were raised and then how in turn you raise your children and so those children were your you know that's the only thing you've known so you think that's right but when you're raised certain ways i'm not saying that you know i'm trying to be open-minded with that um even though like how detrimental it is that even though you can be raised that way and then you have acceptance of others it doesn't mean that you accept yourself like the shame and the hate you feel for yourself is still there you can not do that to other people but you still hear all of that and so that's what's inside you and you hate yourself and you hide and you think that yes it's okay for them but it's not okay for me and that just it moved me so much and um Again, how you make you make it okay to bully, to be bullied by bullying yourself, and to show that you're okay with things and only telling the funny parts and the way that power is so severely abused. What money will buy you? Like you can be the biggest piece of crap but if you have money that's okay and we make excuses to a certain degree you know I don't know what the difference is on like some people get hammered for it I mean I can say all these things and all these things are true like the, my biggest thing I guess my biggest takeaway was I was so damn proud of her and impressed this woman that I've never even heard of and getting ready, you know, was kind of tired taking her midday lazy nap. <laughs> um, we not, were just not, kicking not back. Not her, and... not that. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I was were. tired in general. Yes. And was thinking, you know, <laughs> this is a good time for a nap. You know, I like, you know, when we have the ability to take a nap, I think of all the times in our crazy life and our crazy work and yeah, like, did I need to take a nap? Was I feeling so completely drained that I had to just lay down and go to sleep? No, I wasn't exhausted by any means, but it was like, I'll say yes to this opportunity. I'm going to take this little nap. And she just stopped with the jokes. Like she gave little tidbits of how she was done with comedy, but then she stopped and she stood there and yeah, fully clothed and the jokes about like, oops, walked into... <laughs> walked out into the woods and laid there forgot to get dressed today <laughs> you know fully clothed but completely naked and vulnerable and put that out there and gave a message to everyone you know she said a line about how you know you're not going to leave a comedy show being a better person nobody's going to leave her a better person i'm like yeah bullshit anybody that listened to you is leaving whether it's their living room or sitting in your audience a better person she was so empowering for women and young girls like no girl is 17 is in her prime she is not there to be used for your gratification what the hell i 
love her. I love her. And yeah, she was harsh on the guys. And I know right now is a big time harsh on guys. <clears throat> but she was also loving. You know, she was opening eyes in a sense of it doesn't have to be this way. This isn't how you gain your power by behaving this way. You know, not behaving this way, not treating people this way is how you gain your power. Yeah, I, We can't I, do it justice. I, I mean, there's no way. You have to watch it. Yeah. And if she listens to this, can I meet you? And if not, I just <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. You are an incredible woman. And I have so much love for you. And I'm so grateful that I'm so... I'm sorry, not as a responsibility. Like, it, it saddens me that you have those, that was your experience. And that's the shame that you felt. But, like, I admire you so much. And I'm so grateful that you dared speak that truth. Um, yes. Uh, sorry. No, don't be sorry. Say <laughs> <laughs> so we can't do it justice. Yeah. Uh, yes, Miss Hannah Gatsby, if you ever want to come on the podcast, you're more than welcome to come on the podcast. Like, open invitation at any point. Um, if we ever fly to Australia, we'll definitely, <laughs> we would like definitely try to make that happen. I think oh, she she's probably not in lives in Australia Yeah, now. she's out of that, yeah. Um, oh, the thing that she said at the end, <clears throat> towards the end where she was like, I can't carry this story. Like, I can't carry my story anymore by myself. And that's part of why. Um, she was sharing it because she can't carry it anymore. And uh, that that vulnerability, that awareness, right? That um, willingness to say those words, especially in the context of everything that she had said up to that point. But I think that that is a very, very powerful thing. Um for people to hear the whole idea. Cause I mean, you can simplify it as far as like, she's just asking for help, right? She's been carrying this long enough and she can't anymore. And that's why she tells her story. So she doesn't have to carry it anymore by herself. And now we get to help her with it. And that message I think is like, that's one of the things that one of the many, many things that stuck with me was how fucking important it is to help each other and how fucking important it is to reach out for help and how necessary it is for not just the survival of the individual person, but for us as this fucking thing on this planet at this time with all the rest of us out here. Um, if we want to survive and if we want to continue on and if we want to blossom and grow and expand and evolve, uh, we need each other. And we need each other's help. And sometimes that's like helping each other carry their story, right? Carry the story of what you've experienced and what you've gone through and who you are, right? She, I feel like after watching her for an hour, uh, you got a pretty good fucking sense of who that woman is. Now, granted, I know nothing about her everyday life. I don't know, you know, but by God, fuck, there's... Like she's powerful, she's honorable, she's courageous, she's truthful, she's respectful, she's brave, she's all of these things, right? She's also afraid, 
right? Because there's bounce. And that's the other cool thing that I really liked was the way that she brought awareness to the fact of like the one story she told about how she went home and um, she'd come out to her, the majority of her family and then realized that she hadn't come out to her grandma and it's a whole bit and it's a whole joke. And then later on in the special, she talks about how like the reason she hadn't come out to her grandma or the reason that she didn't use that opportunity to tell her grandmother that she was gay or a lesbian um, was because she's still ashamed because she still carries shame for it. And I'm like, oh, like that's such vulnerability yeah and it's real and it's raw and i think it's massively needed i think it's massively important in whatever's happening right now not just in the like i kind of don't fucking care about the world and i do care about the world right i care about society a lot of times i use it in the context of like what's happening in society i don't fucking care like does really anything that's happening in society affect us right now steph no we live in our house here with our fucking family Like I mowed my lawn today and I pulled my fucking weeds in my backyard. I don't care what Trump fucking tweeted about the fires in California. What's happening in society in the big broad scheme as well as the individual fucking scheme doesn't really affect me. But yet it does. I realize that. I understand that. But I think it's important to carry that message of how we do have to help each other and how we have to show up and be vulnerable. Right? She led the way. She led the way for a lot of people, I'm hoping. A lot of people will watch that. And even if they don't have the contextual understanding of like how vulnerable she was and how raw she was and how truthful she was and how bounced in that space of, ha, 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 I'm a stand-up comic. By the way, shit's real fucking miserable in my life still to some extent. Like I'm shameful and I'm not happy and, you know, I struggle all the time with all of these things. Like that's the part that we need to hear. That's the part that humanizes it and brings that by her being vulnerable i mean it's the same fucking thing that happens all the time when you open up and you're vulnerable and you're willing to step into that space people will follow people will see that and make it safe and okay for them to feel that to express that and to um recreate that right to model that think like you said think about all the women that are going to watch that and that she's empowered now hopefully that's the case my guess is it is. There's obviously going to be people that won't even get through the special. Yeah. They'll turn it off. Yeah. And there's going to be people that watch it all <clears throat> just a fucking hashtag mean tweeter. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be a lot of people that are empowered by it. A lot of people that can not be alone in what they're experiencing, even though it may be a different story. And then just the recognition of how important it is that we fucking help one another. And that we accept help when it's given and that we ask for help, not as a sign of weakness, not as a last resort, not as a, I don't have anywhere else to turn, but we ask for help as a standard. We ask for help as a regular everyday standard of living where we just ask for help and Hopefully we get to a point where we don't have to ask for help. It's just the standard and people don't resist it. When we were at the fucking post office and the old lady that had all the packages and all the mail (laughs) and I offered to help take the packages out to the car for her to carry the armful of stuff because she ended up dragging the big ass box out, Mm -hmm. right? That's a woman 
I don't know. I'm just assuming. I have no fucking idea who that woman is and what she thought. But I think that's a good example of like, let somebody help you, right? I'm not crazy. I'm not going to rob you. I'm not going to steal your package and throw it in my car. I'm not going to push you down and steal your car. I'm not going to judge you. You don't have to be so strong and so capable that you don't need a man to carry out a heavy box to your car. Just let somebody help you. Right. Hopefully it comes to a point in society where we don't have to ask for help. It's not even a fucking thing. We don't even have like the lexicon or the verbiage of like helping one another. That's just kind of how life is where you move through life, helping everybody and everybody helping you and it's normal and it's acceptable and we let it happen. And it's not even something that we come to expect. It's just the way of the world. And I think that's the, I mean, that's obviously a utopian, beautiful idea, but it's the reality. We need help and we have to ask for it. And like I said, don't let it be the last resort. Don't let it be the thing that you have to hit rock bottom before you'll reach your hand up and ask for fucking help. That's suffering, right? That's the lesson that we have to get to that point in order to be seen or be validated or have worth or have our story mean anything. No, like just ask for help. Everybody's more than willing 99% of the people out there, if you ask them for something, they're going to help. Yeah. So that was a big takeaway for me. That's a good one. I like that. Stuck on your um, societal society part of like when you're sitting there saying how, you know, you don't care what's happening in society. It doesn't affect your life. You're like, well, and you're like, I know it does. I know those sorts of things, but it doesn't. Like, I don't give a shit. I heard it was like, um, society may affect your life, but don't let society dictate how you live your life. I'm really happy she did that. I'm really happy that she did that as well. And I'm really happy that we watched it. Like, I'm really happy that Netflix is a fucking thing that we can sit in our bed one lazy afternoon. Um, Lucky for us, every afternoon is lazy. That is so not true. (laughs) That is so not true. I know. Like, do you want, like, do you want me to replay the list? Like, yes, we we have lazy afternoons. (laughs) We definitely have. Busy days. Shitting over here, getting all fat and shashy. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm glad that we live in a world where something like that exists. And then, you know, some woman from Tasmania who lives in Australia can pour her heart and soul and stand in her power and vulnerability. And we can enjoy it in our comfort of our living room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, go watch it, people. Definitely watch it. It's called Nanette. That's the name of the mm-hmm. special, Nanette, on uh, Netflix by, and her name's Hannah Gatsby. So yeah, highly recommended. Like if there's, like, go watch that, like above and beyond anything else that I can really think of right now. Yeah, you know, there's funny things out there. Mission Impossible, the new movie was super good. Uh, but no, like it's an hour long comedy special that if you open up and listen willingly, may just in fact change your life, maybe, you think? Yeah, maybe. Or at least your outlook. It shifted for me. I was... I 
Like it was, I don't, there's similar experiences, but I definitely did not experience what she, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, oh, she told my story. No, she did not tell my story. There are things that I related to and things that ring true for me, but the power and her voice and her words. And she was so out there. Like you would fall, fallen asleep. You fell asleep during the, no, okay. You fell asleep during the part where she was still being funny because, yeah. you know, sometimes we do that. We lay down and you well, and I, we, I was we, getting ready to. We put this on. I put this on specifically knowing that I was going to fall asleep because I will do that. I will find something to watch with the intention of taking a nap because I know that after 10, 15 minutes of it, I'm going to fall asleep because yeah. I'm already super fucking tired. Um, but then I went and watched it. I went back and you re-watched. wake up and I'm crying, yes. sitting there watching it. Yeah, I, I start out and we're watching a pretty good comedy special. This woman's pretty funny. We don't really know anything about her. And then I fall asleep with some laughter, and then I wake up and Stephanie is sobbing next to me, like full body. I can't even breathe. Oh, I'm sobbing, and I'm like, "What the fuck did I like? What happened?" <laughs> And it was still on, like it was just ending. And I'm like, what is going on? This was supposed to be a, I thought like maybe a controversial comedian stand-up bit show thingy. And no, it was much more than that. But I did go back and watch it. Yes, I'm glad you did. One of the things, um, because we had the parallel, like we had this darkness of, um, because we really really recently watched um, Eliza Schlesinger. I don't know how you pronounce her last name. So I won't even pretend. Funny, funny lady. She is funny. She's a good stand-up. Yeah. And I like her bit. I like her. (laughs) I like her comedy. But we watched her later special like two days prior. Yeah. And they are so completely different, right? Yeah. And granted, it's our cup of tea. Like, that's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Hannah Gatsby and her special is is definitely our cup of tea. And it's not everybody's. And I get that. But think about how... Like the things that she was saying and the ways that she was not necessarily, because she did describe comedy at some points, right? And you could see it if you thought about comedy and the way that people do bits sometimes. And think of how different Eliza's special would have been had she come at it from the same way that Hannah approached hers, right? Like, do you feel like you know Eliza? No. You don't fucking know anything about her. Yeah. She's funny, mm-hmm. right? She just got married. Was, According to her, she's engaged. She's in, right, like, yeah. but you don't fucking anything about her. And it's not that we have to know people. We don't have to know famous people. Like, I don't care if I know famous people. Um, but in society, I think we have this thing that carries on. Uh, not from it's not like the chicken or the egg, which was first, right? It's not because we idolize famous people and they're celebrities and they live this fake false life that they put on. Instagram and Facebook and TV and movies and magazines and billboards and everything like that. That's not real. Um, but how disconnected is that? Right. And the part of it is like, I want the connection. I want to know the person. I want to be able to walk away from an experience and feel like you know that person. And I think that everybody is better for that as opposed to the fake faults I mean, it's like the difference between uncomfortable small talk that everybody does and is really kind of shitty at or better conversations about important things that leave you thinking and scratching your head afterwards. Like Eliza's special was, you know, it definitely wasn't uncomfortable small talk, but it was 
surface level, ha ha ha, funny, which is wonderful and we need balance. And it's not to say that her special was bad, but like just how different would it have been had she approached it in a different way. But like across the board, right? Like how, I don't want to say fake, but how fake was Eliza's special? I don't know. Like the stage and the performance and the setup and do you know what I mean? Like that's a putting on a show. Yeah. As opposed to a person on a stage with a microphone. So I don't know. I also watched it to see the show. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I like the getting to know somebody and I think that goes to your reaching out for help, you know, kind of, um, I guess it ties into, yes, getting to, I feel like I know something about, you know, Hannah, who she is. Um, but like mentioning how you were sleeping was, um, point I was getting to is I was by myself in that moment. Like it was just me sitting on the bed because she started speaking and my eyes were like she woke me up I was sitting up listening like soaking up every word and like being com- like I just I didn't feel alone you know and it felt united with a lot of like the people that resonated with her it just it felt like unity like she was bringing people together by saying this is who I am this is my real story. Am I putting you to sleep? <laughs> no. No, you're not putting me to sleep. But I think we should wrap it up because it's hot. And I think the... Uh... I was trying to look and see how long we've been recording. <laughs> what, half hour? No, no, almost two hours. Seriously? Yeah. Um, but I think the kids are getting ready to leave. Okay. So. Two hours? It's like an hour and 40 minutes. Damn. But remember like the first 10 minutes was sitting oh, yeah. waiting for silence and the dogs to shut up and I now think... the dogs are starting again. Okay. But thank you, baby. Thank you. I love you. Anything else? No. Yeah. Hey, we've been recording too long. Kids are getting ready to leave. I love you. We should be done. Is there anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to say? <gasps> yeah, no. What no? else you want to throw out there for the listeners? <laughs> uh, I'm good. Stay tuned. You can find Steph and I at our local Walmart <laughs> next week. <laughs> I, not me. Look for us in I the... I don't go there very often. Uh, I am we not a Walmart supporter. Walmart? We buy things. Look for us in the shampoo and conditioner aisle, stocking up on cheap coconut. We do actually get coconut conditioner. This is yes. coconut coffee. Yes. <laughs> what do we... What, list off everything that we use that's coconut. Uh, coffee, I'm switching from my massage lotion to coconut oil. Uh, put it in our hair, put it on, I use coconut oil on my face a lot. I use cocoa, coconut lotion. I use cocoa lotion, which is not the same thing. Um, yeah, conditioner lots. Conditioner. Perfume. When I wear perfume, it's my coconut. I just love coconut. Yeah. There's coconut. some of the cowboy cookies that are in the house oh right now. Oh my God, your mom's crack. I don't think... You know, we don't eat a lot of coconut. No? Like actual coconut. Coconut. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you too. This podcast needs to be funnier. Oh, well, that's why you have me on it. <laughs> it's bacon cooking time, so I take my shirt off to go <laughs> cook bacon. Everything is daisies. I'll say yes to this opportunity. I'm going to take this little nap. 
why do I think I have to suffer? Those opportunities presented themselves and we recognized them and like it was a choice because we decided to take that risk to step into it, do the unthinkable. 